0: Hello everyone, this is Kathak Kachakkar. My name is Pramit and this place is designed to be a central platform to bring conversations with Kathakars across the globe. Okay, so Shriyoshi Nag is a dance artist Director, founder of Nupura International Center of Dance and Music, Spain. Director, founder Shashi Nag Dance Company. Black Book Award winner by West Bengal Government. Part of Seoul Pico Company's We Women production, and has travelled all over, all across the world sharing her story. Shirdi, how are you?
1: Fine, thank you, Pramit. Thank you so much for inviting me to this uh, lovely podcast.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad we could do this. And yeah, thanks for giving me a lot of pointers throughout the days. And I've been able to use that and <laughs> go back with my guests and my have plan. better conversations. So I guess just to start off with Shirdi, how did you get into Katha?
1: Right. So um, I, I really have, uh, like to avoid cliches. But uh, it's inevitable in this case, I started when I was very young. You know, this is something we always hear. But it's a, it's true what to, what to do with most of the dancers, right? So I started when I was very young. It was my mother who decided the form for me. It could have been Bharatanatyam, it could have been Orissi, but she thought Kathak was most suitable for me for whatever reasons. And uh, that's where I got into Kathak. And uh, somehow uh, Spain was never a part of my... Uh, I mean I I didn't think it would be a part of my journey really uh, I was brought up in Africa um, born in India brought up in Africa I've lived in many parts of the world in the US uh, in UK and etc cetera, etc cetera, middle east as well but Spain was never you know there in my mind but somehow I landed up here I was I was because of my, my studies um, and uh, and then on I started working here I, I started off in the in the corporate world and uh, after a few years in Spain, I sort of like, uh, you know, decided to sort of uh, carry on with my parallel career, which was katak, which has always been uh, there a part of my life. It's just that I wasn't earning my bread and butter through Kathak. So I just decided that I, want, I didn't want to live my life uh, going through Excel sheets and Salesforce.com software and just looking at the numbers. But I wanted to do something about... My training my, about my dance, so I just decided to take a sabbatic year off, and so, somehow I never got back to my corporate world, and I just carried on with Kathak in Spain, in this country. It's been about now what ten years that I'm over a decade now. I'm working um, in this area of dance and culture.
0: Awesome! And could you like, and that could you tell us a little bit about the transition year when you went from having a corporate job to like just doing Kathak? What was the first year like for you?
1: yeah well actually um you see there is a common denominator denominator i think whether it's kathak uh, or it's my corporate work uh, i'm i think i'm a pretty much I'm a, a very passionate person i, I have a, i love to do things with a lot of passion so when i was in my corporate world i loved it i i, I just i so loved it it's, it's something i still love actually i did it with a lot of passion i had a, i gained a lot of success And when I left it, it wasn't because I was just sick and tired of it or something. It's just that I just thought that I need to take a year off and sort of think about my years of training in Kathak and do something a little more creative. That's all. Although corporate work, what I was doing was also very creative. I was in business development and I was working with startups. uh, So it was a very creative area as well. But I just thought I'm losing or something about about me was sort of getting lost getting lost out there, so I thought I'll take a year off. And I, I and the transition, honestly speaking, was um, I wouldn't say it was difficult at, at, at all. As a matter of fact, it was interesting to set up uh, the company, to set up a dance school, to because I was already coming from corporate roles. So here I was a dancer with a very different approach towards dance, towards uh, creative, towards art, because I really believe that culture and corporate, they have to go side by side, they have to go hand by hand to actually, they have to be married. So I was coming from the corporate world and I was using all my knowledge from the corporate world to actually set up a dance school, to actually set up a business uh, project. And it was sort of uh, really... um, a blessing in in disguise I had that background so it was absolutely great I used it to all my advantage actually
0: okay and you mentioned that your beginning of your Kathak journey was a bit of a cliche but right now it looks like the cliches are melting away (laughs) especially when it comes to say doing Kathak in Spain what are some obstacles and difficulties that won't be apparent to someone who doesn't do the same things that you do
1: see when I was when I started off uh, my uh, my you know always I link it to my first job which was in a in a in a oil and gas uh, multinational American Indian company um, we've always tried to uh, be focused on our work and never had uh, stereotypes attached to us it wasn't about being an Indian it wasn't about being uh, anything to put you in a square box but it was about just doing the work now, when from that world, I came to the dance world uh, in Spain, I felt I was always put in a square box. I was in a box all the times because I was, every time I would go to the mainstream dancers or to, to uh, you know, uh, where all contemporary dancers are are together or flamenco dancers together. I was always sort of like, calling, ah, you're from India. So it's sort of like a very special treat I would get, no doubt about it. But it's just, it's just that I wouldn't be, um, even when it comes to grants, Many things, there would be something, we would be always like a dessert at the end of the meal. But we would not get the first course or the second course, you know, in any festival or any show. There was no agenda for us. So that's sort of like, um, that kind of like triggered something in my head. I said, what is it? Why is it that um, UK, it's not the same story because Indians have been there for, for years now. But other countries apart from UK, I'm talking about countries like Spain, Italy, France. What is so... I mean, they make it look so special. I mean, I don't deny Indian dance is very special, but so so much so that we don't get to ever be the first course or the second course in, in, in a menu. We're always the dessert, you know, the last bit. Whatever is left, you get to do that. So this is where it, it sort of like hit me that I don't want to do that. I want to do something uh, very different. I want to be a part of the dancers, of the dancers guild. Of the of the of the team in in the city where I'm working, uh, in the country where I'm working, so that is where I, I decided that uh, I'm not just going to do my my dance, my temple dance, my 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 pure kathak, but I need to do something uh, really. My I mean, not changing the roots of my dance ever, and I don't like the, to use the word fusion. I don't do dance fusion, but to do work with kathak in such a way that the people in Spain can actually relate to that. So use their stories, not maybe always the story of Radha Krishna or Shiva Parvati, but use their stories, maybe use their poet, Lorca's poetry, um, Don Quixote, their stories and, and do Kathak and express it through Kathak. So this is where I, it, it hit me that um, I don't want to go through the same line of a Kathak dancer because I want them to know about Kathak like any other dance form that exists in this country.
0: I see and so and tell us a little bit about how you started to put yourself in this in the same in in the mainstream spaces and making yourself known as a dancer instead of just like say an ethnic dancer or a Kathak dancer and evolving into that role.
1: Right see you know it was very easy for me Uh, I mean I come from a Bengali background. And, and uh, uh, that, that's also a great blessing because in Spain, uh, Tagore is, is, is uh, much read. People have read a lot about Tagore. His, his poetries, his dance dramas are very well known. And Barcelona is one particular city where I was working, where they had done a lot of work against gender discrimination, especially, you know, they've done a lot of work in favor of promoting the, uh, the, the you know, the all kind of gender neutrality aspects of the society right so i uh, took that thread of work that was going on in the city at different levels in schools colleges um, you know at different levels they were doing a lot of this kind of work to to bring about gender neutrality concepts in people and i took that thread that line of thought and i and i thought of tagore's chitrangada which is basically—he uh, was so ahead of time. My gosh, he had written it some times around 1943, 44, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this was really about a woman who's, who was masculine, who was not a typical, stereotypical, you know, beauty. She was no stereotype. At the same time, she was, you know, people loved her. She was like she was the king for the for the for their for, for her people. She was the king for the people, huh? not the queen. So her gender was questionable, and her her actions were admirable. And I just thought that, why don't I take up Tagore Chitrangada and, and translate the whole work in, in the in Spanish language? I did it in Spanish and in Catalan. And uh, we do a show here to get the first uh, call for attention, saying, hey. So when we performed that, uh, it was really interesting because many people thought, but India is, 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 is very gender biased. I mean, there is so much of... Uh, Sexism in India, you know, man and women and, you know, you still have compartment for ladies and you said, how can you how can you do a work like this? I mean, it's so contemporary. And I'm like, no, hell, it's not contemporary, really. I mean, this is something that has written in 1940 something so by, by, by Rabindranath Tagore it's a part of our history, it's a part of our mythology, it's a part of our Mahabharata epi. it's also in the epic poem of Mahabharata and that sort of really called in for their attention, they said wow so here I was uh, taking a very old story of India and relating it to something that is happening in this city it becomes the story of today in this city and people could relate to it but at the same time it was linked to India it was linked to our culture, it was linked to my dance, so it's all about uh, getting the missing links you know and and, and getting a, a common platform for people because at the end of the day I mean, people are basically the same everywhere. So that's one thing. And then onwards, I did a lot of work with really, with respect to flamenco. Flamenco, obviously, is, is, is the dance of, of Spain. And uh, there's this tremendous similarity between flamenco and Kathak. Uh, historical reasons uh, will, uh, are contributing to that similarity. Social uh, reasons are contributing to that similarity. So I've taken that uh, connection a lot. And I, I do a lot of work with respect to flamenco and Kathak as uh, two dance uh, forms that talk to each other as an inter-exchange of dance dialogue. So that is also, that really uh, gets me, keeps me in the mainstream um, all the times.
0: Okay, and I guess I've heard a little bit about the historical reasons. Uh, could you tell us a little bit what you meant by the social reasons between the similarity of flamenco and katha?
1: Yes, well, um, what, it, uh, what I meant by the social reasons is that is the fact that... Um, the historical and social are pretty much interrelated. As you know that, um, you know, uh, uh- None of our, both the, the Gypsy culture and, and and even Indian Indian culture, and historically we don't have a we don't have a culture of documenting everything, you know, like the Americans have actually. So many things are all it's more verbal. No, it's tra- it's always transmitted from one generation to another. So nothing is written as such. But sometimes we think we learn, know about the future from the past, or and, and we know the present from the past. But I think sometimes we can actually construct the past. The knowledge of the past from from what we see in the present. So for Kathak and Flamenco, it's a reverse story. It's when you see their similarities. It's when you see how close they are to each other when it comes to rhythm concepts, uh, when it comes to dance postures. You realize that my gosh, God, let's just track it back and see how it happens. And when you track it back, you see that. One whole line of uh, uh, gypsies, not all of them, but one whole, uh, one route was directly from the north of India, north of the, of Indian subcontinent, mind you, because back then it was, India was not what it is today. So we had the Indian subcontinent, so that was pertaining to, you know, the Rajasthan, Sindh, Pakistan, you know, the entire, that area. And uh, so these people they 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 sort of uh, left their homes but also it's very interesting the the, the first social contest, because many times the first born would stay back but the second child or the, and the third child would would, would leave because the first one had responsibilities. He would stay back. He stayed back to India. But yeah, right. but the second and the third child would say, hey, I got to find a different way of life. I just want to, I want to, the nomad in him would say, I want to leave. And he left. So when, uh, they left and they traveled all across the world, all across the Silk Route, I must say. And while they were traveling, obviously the Kathak dancers in that caravan, they were incorporating changes because they were incorporating, um, you know, the Turkish uh, melodies, they were incorporating Persian the, uh, music, they were incorporating African beats. And when they came down to Spain, they settled in the south of Spain, they had a very different identity. Obviously, when they came down to Spain, I'm talking about over over years, you know, over generations, and they had a different identity. They were no more just Indians. They were just gypsies, you know. They, they, they had a very mixed identity, uh, original identity, but they were gypsies as a common denominator. And they were sort of uh, rejected by the the society. So there's an interesting social aspect here, how dance developed because of this this kind of social aspects, how the flamenco dance developed. Because this rejection, uh, this suppression, this repression that they faced from the European society made them develop flamenco in a very different way. Flamenco is a kind of, there's a lot of passion. It's always a little gray you'll very rarely see flamenco dancers laughing and smiling, except in Seviana, which is folk style, or Alegrías. But generally, they are all kind of very, very, very gray, very gray dance. Whereas Kathak, you see how it is, you know, we're always giving joy. We're talking about devotional aspect. We do have all our emotions, though. We do have uh, the grief of a naika and all that in place because our society is so complicated. We have all different kinds of emotions to handle with. But in general... It's not just the grey aspects we have uh, in Kathak. So there is this big difference between Kathak and flamenco from that angle uh, because of the social context. But again, when you... Look at their rhythm, their twelve beat cycle, and our ektaal. How close they are, but their accents are different. Our accents are different. And the way we, we, our emphasis on on tal is different. Their emphasis on the tal is different. Uh, when you talk, when you think of the song, the canto, the the way they sing, you know, the Indian singing has very typical um, alap. We have very very different mean, We have our murkis. This is very special to uh, Indian music. Actually, you will not find this in the Western uh, music, uh, uh, vocal singing style, but flamenco has that. So. You know, when you see this, you just say, hey, this is, uh, you know, let's, let's let's understand there is a very strong uh, uh, connection to, to, to and if you trace it back, we know that Kathak and flamenco, they, they are like cousins, you know, from, of the same family. I see. So
0: I guess my next question is that uh, when you talk about collaborating with flamenco dancers, how, in, for you, how do you differentiate be- between a collaboration and a fusion?
1: Yeah, well, uh, uh, actually, I actually I don't know of many people who actually do fusion. I don't know why this word fusion is always conf- creating confusion. You know, it, it's it's no. some it's a word. That <laughs> I I, nice. I stay away from it. See, I define fusion in a very different way. I would define fusion in, in somebody who has mastered kathak and mastered flamenco, and is able to create something totally new out of that. You know, musically something new also, not just putting up a flamenco music and doing kathak are not just putting up a Kathak music and doing flamenco. Neither of this I would call fusion. It's like maybe a fusing music with dance, but it's not really a fusion of dance. So I would say, I would call it a dance dialogue when Kathak sticks, sticks to its identity as a dance form, sticks and it remains true to its identity during the performance and flamenco too. It, it is sticking to its identity. It's not losing its identity, but they're both talking to each other. They're both able to understand each other and very interestingly, they're also able to misunderstand each other and and enjoy it. I have a production called The Pulse, and there there's, there's this dialogue between the man and the uh, a flamenco dancer and the woman, a Woman, as in I'm the woman who does katat. And we have shown uh, in that... Uh, and that piece we have shown a, a it's like a normal life you know when you and i are having a coffee as two people different different people from different parts of the world or different cultural background we could understand a few things and there are many things we might not be able to understand or not agree and that's okay you know and in dance the same thing should happen because there are parts where kattak flamenco they match they agree And there are parts where where they don't agree. Flamencos, for example, they never consider the pulse one, which is some for us, so important. They never even consider that, you know, important. For us, it's so important. So in in my dance dialogue, we were fighting over that, you know, that accent on some, you know. So it's just a way of saying that um, a dance dialogue is when you're really uh, taking care of each other's identities, respecting it, and talking to each other. And a fusion would be where you're, one particular dancer starts doing Kathak at one point and starts doing flamenco or mixes up the arms and the movements. So I, I would totally, totally keep them away from each other. I mean, no no comparison, actually.
0: Okay, Shadi. So, so far, we've understood how you've gotten into starting your own company, how you got into the spaces that you wanted to, how you spread the word of Kathak. And I guess, and this is like a question that I guess, yeah, for, for you in the sense... When it comes to when you're in these spaces and you're kind of representing Kathak and Flamenco is so prevalent, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you hold your own ground there? Do you know what I mean? But
1: well, it's very simple. I don't. I don't know Flamenco. To, I don't know how to dance Flamenco. There's nothing can mm-hmm. do with it. What I've done, right. is I've studied Flamenco. So I have mm-hmm. studied flamenco, not to do flamenco. I have studied flamenco to understand how it is similar to my dance form, which is Kathak, and how it is different right. from my dance form, which is Kathak. So all the way, my knowledge of flamenco helps me more and more to, uh, to stick more truly to my art form, which is Kathak. You know. Understood. And so it it really works out wonderfully. Uh, I'll give you a simple example. If you have a, a tabla player, if you have a flamenco player playing cajon, you know they're, they're the instrument they use, and they yeah. they play their ictal beats. They they their ictal goes like un, dos un, dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete ocho nueve diez un, dos uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis This is their ictal well we will play it as din din dhage tar thuna katta dhage tar kridina din din dhage tar thuna katta dhage tar kridina now if you want to adapt my taal to their accent how would i recite it din din dhage tar kat thuna katta dhage tar kridina din din dhage tar thuna katta dhage tar kridina now the knowledge of that helps me to simply maybe uh, create my footwork with a different accent but but i am not going to change Iktal, i'm not going to change my my kathak root you know i could slightly modify some accent here and there to just to to, to, to merge it more to make myself understood more with the cajon with the rhythm of flamenco that's all so i think that knowledge only helps me to to explore and even understand more kathak actually
0: that's awesome, Shyadi, and I, and I, my, one of my favorite moments in our podcast is always when a guest as a parent. I never ask them, but <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they <Even> burst <laughs> into one. It's amazing when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I can because in my first episode, uh, Sharmila ji ta- 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 taught me what a kavit is, and she did an entire one.
1: Wow, so, it's so. It's I don't think kathak uh, dancers actually. I, I love to use the word practitioner, as you well put it in my, in my introduction. Uh, mm-hmm. A kathak da- a k- practitioner cannot avoid talking about Kathak reciting something to do with Kathak and obviously dancing with well, dancing is not always possible right but Kathak is not just about dancing isn't it it's about what we're doing now you and I talking about Kathak is also Kathak and of course reciting a tukra or a parhant, anything is is obviously Kathak right so
0: uh, just so I understand uh, what for you what's the difference between a Kathak practitioner and a Kathak dancer
1: I do not know why um why the word uh, is is i think a kathak dancer is is just mm-hmm. a part of a kathak practitioner see okay. when i say i'm a kathak practitioner i i what I, what, I, what is so beautiful in a very simplistic ways is, what is common between my student and me and my guru and me that we all practice kathak you know that is right. a very beautiful connection a very beautiful word in a very simple uh, format instead of calling myself I'm a you know, I'm this and I'm a choreographer, I'm a this, I'm a practitioner, I practice Kathak, so does my student and so does my guru. So all of, all three different hierarchies, but we're doing the same thing, we're practicing Kathak. Now, in a little more uh, complex uh, format of understanding, I think Kathak practitioner, I would say somebody who has, it's more like a, it's got, it's a bigger umbrella, It's it's got underneath that, a Kathak practitioner is a Kathak dancer, is a Kathak teacher, is a Kathak choreographer, obviously is a Kathak performer but you see not all performers are choreographers not all um, dancers are teachers you know but when I say Kathak performer it really gives me a broader uh, meaning of my work related to Kathak as opposed to dancer or performer or choreographer that's obviously more precise and if that is what I do I would say I'm, I'm a choreographer I'm a Kathak performer but I'm many of. I'm not just a choreographer. I'm not just a Kathak performer, performer. I'm not just a Kathak teacher. I do all of that. I also talk about Kathak. I give conferences on Kathak, and so I think the common denominator is is somebody who practices Kathak, a Kathak practitioner.
0: Okay, uh, I guess that one's interesting. You said you give given talks on Kathak. So can you tell me, or tell us, what kind of talks you've given and what the reception has been.
1: Yes, it's, it's, I love that question. And I tell you why, uh, for two reasons. One reason is because of what we've already spoken about a little bit. It's, uh, the fact that I'm an Indian living in Spain. I always try to bring, um, build this bridge, this bilateral between Spain and India, what are the connections between those two countries? That is where you uplift the image of India in a foreign land, you know, when you find a connection. It's not just about bragging about your culture and you're saying, oh, you are, you know, we are this, we are that, but it doesn't work. What works the best is you connect to their culture. You you build a bridge between these two cultures, Spanish and Indian, in this case. And that's where it works. And people Spanish perceive what you really are and, 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 and they respect your work, you know, in a profo- in a little more profound way. So I give a lot of, therefore I give a lot of talks uh, in the universities and in many uh, conferences, often organized by ICCR, by Indian Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs, by our embassy, I mean, and even by Spanish universities. Um, I give a lot of talk on uh, Kathak and flamenco connection and how India and Spain are, are therefore connected to, to dance. And it's not something that's... Uh, very commonly spoken of, you know. I mean, it's it's yeah. People are doing a lot of work. Every other dancer has done. Kathak dancer has done work done works with flamenco dancers, no doubt about it. But we haven't really, really uh, investigated enough. I feel there is a lot more to be to be worked upon, right? For example, I'm doing a next project called the the lost La- the lost languages, you know. And my first lost language mm-hmm. pair is uh, Kalo Kalo, which is a gypsy language of the fl- yeah. of the flamenco dancers. And right? Sindhi language because Sindhi is you know it's a, it's a language that we, that it almost we are losing it because it went off to Pakistan and people right. all over the world. So I'm combining Sindhi and Kalo and getting poetry and dance mm-hmm. and I'm just, and Kalo. you'll be surprised. They use Hindi words like ek, do, no, sabun. You know these are words are still existing in the gypsy, oh, <laughs> gypsy okay. world. So you you know it's it's like when you hear the language, you're like damn. Look mm-hmm. look at the connection with India. So that's one thing. But the other thing I want to come back come to is it's also kathak is so unique it because kathak is the only dance form of, of the north of india every other dance form as we know is from east going south right now kathak is one dance which was uh, which was as we all know like all dance classical dance forms it, it came up in the temples of india but then later on as the as the Mughals came in it it got uh, it got uh, it also integrated you know the persian language the urdu language the songs were different the, the aesthetics changed Poetry changed um, and a lot of new compositions came in, you know, like Taranas and all this were not a part of the Hindu side of the Kathak. Kavit definitely was. So Kathak has this Ganga Jamni culture, you know, the Hindu Muslim culture, which no other dance form has. And therefore Kathak for me is one... Is a very important dance form to actually uh, talk about a secular India, in my opinion, because secular India obviously we're not only talking about we're not only talking about Hindus and Muslims. We're talking about Christians, Buddhists, Sikhs. Um, jew's if all, all the religions that exist under the sun are, are are existing in india but majority are in hindus and muslims so if you talk of that i think kathak is is, is beautifully represented it beautifully represents india in that way because it has that ganga Jamni culture it has it has ability to integrate to readapt and readapt over and over again according to the context, it's always open to to changes, you know. So there are certain aspects of Kathak which I really like to bring about connecting to the secular um, aspects of India, which is one of the base roots of our Indian constitution.
0: Awesome. And... uh... I'm not sure if this will be a good question to ask. So we might just let me know if it is. So we, uh, you talked about... So I, yes, I've heard about Kathak being like a syncretic transform with Hindu and Muslim influences. Uh, based on your studies, have you found influences on Kathak from other the other religions that exist in India as well, since you're talking about secularity?
1: Uh, I have not been able to, for example, connect Kathak as an influence by, honestly speaking, Christianity or... Mm-hmm. or or any other religion i've seen um Katak has tremendous influence of islam and of course sufis sufism is obviously islam but it's a it's a branch of islam you know i mean many mm-hmm. branches of islam actually they are they don't they don't agree with each other the sunnis right. don't agree with the sufis Shias okay. don't agree with the sufis so if you actually even go a little more deep down kathak is very much influenced by sufi shia influences and mm-hmm. hinduism obviously you know I'm not yeah. seeing uh, so far I have I'm yet to see its connection to other religions such as um, I mean I think it's because other religions came in much later mm-hmm. yeah probably that's why Kathak was already established by them with its, awesome. with its format
0: yeah yeah and I guess so while we're on this topic and uh, I have brought on a lot of guests from Pakistan as well and I know that you have a connection with Fashir Rahmanji. could you touch upon a little bit with your connection with kathak in Pakistan and what you feel about it?
1: Oh, yes. I, I so love um, the Kattak in Pakistan. I mean, they have, uh, I think I've heard uh, your, uh, I've heard Nikhati talking also. I've, li- I've listened to her talk and I totally agree with her. It's all about, it's a lot to do with the body aesthetics, you know, the melody. They've worked a lot upon the aesthetics, especially. It's very, uh, I like to say that, uh, it's okay. How do I take this? It's so, it, it's, it's just my view. It, I could be, See, it's, uh, see, I tell you what, in uh, hinduism if you take hinduism and islam uh, and therefore uh, we talk about the hindu india pakistan india katak and, and the and the pakistani katak so if you talk about the hindu religion we have a very uh, loud religion you know it's like we we our gods are big colorful beautiful temples beautiful huge architecture lots of colors lots of noise our RT is like noisy all our festivals are big noise-making festivals. You know, it's 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 a loud religion. It's of course there is absolute beauty to that. I don't mean it in any negative way. I, I just mean it as a, as a characteristic that it has. When Islam comes in, everything sort of went away. It became everything very everything became very simplistic. You know, gods disappeared. I mean, the forms of gods disappeared. One one light God was just light, conscious uh, knowledge. It was he was he was he didn't have a form, uh, and there's nothing so noisy or colorful about about the religion everything kind of kind of became very subtle as so i so i think obviously dance is tremendously influenced by these aspects so now w- what happens in pakistan 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 has to develop a dance which society of pakistan will understand they're not going to dance with with of with ganesh Kavits and shiv it would not be understood by the society so they have their religion influencing kathak so their kathak therefore has this it's very subtle it's calmer it's not so fast dhar 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 dhar, like we do in in india and both have their beauties i mean i'm not i'm just drawing a comparative i'm no way giving an opinion on which one i like more or the other it's just the beauty of both kathak both dance in both different two different countries that makes it so unique Uh, i mean it's just i love kathak so much for for being so different when it needs to be you know so It has, again, it re itself in Pakistan in very different lights. They have worked more on the body nuances. They have worked more on the introspective (coughs) aspect of the dance. Uh, I think India is far more rich when it comes to content and material, far more rich than Pakistan. And Pakistan is so rich when it comes to how much they have worked with poetry, how much they have worked with movements, how much they have worked with one particular Ang, you know the 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 whole ang part of of, of Pakistani kathak dancers. Nait Siddiqui, who Lelo, believe, Nikhat yes, but obviously the older ones like Nait Ji, fasi Ji, what what beautiful work they have done on with ang. What Gatni they have. I mean, their Gatnikas, I, I have not seen a Gatni as beautiful as Fassi Ujaymans. So this is the beauty of Pakistani kathak. I think they had did they didn't have enough. They didn't did did not work so much on rhythm or so much on content. But they just went on working on whatever little material they had. And they really brought something out of it, which is so divine, so heavily, so different from the Kathak we do in India. And and both Kathaks, mashallah, India or Pakistan, I don't care. As I said, Kathak can readapt itself again and again. That is the, I think that's the greatness of the dance itself, you know, that it can be so beautiful in in India. And as it travels to Pakistan, it also has a different beauty.
0: Awesome, Shihadi. I think you did a great job, like, balancing both perspectives and giving, like, a really good opinion on yours. Thank you for that a- question, answer. And uh, I guess uh, the next thing I want to ask you is when we talk about pushing the boundaries, uh, since, like, that's kind of what you're doing in your work. So whenever people push the boundaries, uh, there's always pushback. Uh, people sometimes don't like what you're doing. People will say they are not familiar with it. So what kind of pushback have you gotten over your career and how have you dealt with it?
1: You know, there's, uh, that pushback is always there. And I, I think the first thing when we're learning dance, uh, I always tell that to my students, I always and I learned that from my gurus, is that, I mean, what you have to learn in dance when you're dancing is that just, just do your work and don't get excited about being appreciated and don't get... Uh, Depressed about being uh, criticized. I mean, both of these uh, appreciation and criticism—they they're important. You, I'm not telling you that we can we have to ignore it. We should listen to them. We should hear. We should really hear them out. But that's it. Just take. Just take or take. Just go for your takeaway and just forget it. Don't, don't just sort of harp over it oh I was my, someone my beautiful my performance was awesome yesterday and I just go on and on about thinking how wonderful I am or someone said your performance wasn't that great and I'm so depressed. None of these two things should should really affect us effect or or give us a mood swing as such or affect us in 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 a very deep way it's just something you listen to you think about it objectively and then you do something about it or you throw it in the trash can now this is a practice which all kattak dancers should do to really to really or any dancer as a matter of fact should do to really actually focus on the dance and not anything else now if you're building on this kind of habit what happens later on in, in life is when you start experimenting with work you know So later on in life, as you are uh, going towards experimental work, you are uh, really so focused on the kind of work you're doing that it really, uh, you've already mastered the art of 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 going beyond people's appreciation or criticism, both are equally important to you. You just want to do your work. And and, and having said that, again, I, I really want to say in a very humble way, it's not that I'm I'm saying I don't have to bother about people's criticism or appreciation. It's not just that. It's not that. It's just that when you're doing a new work, it's you're, you're bound to be criticized. Not everyone is supposed to like it, but you're not doing it for people's uh, for everyone's uh, for everyone to like it. You're doing it because you think it is important. And I think. Uh, everyone should sort of fearlessly do work and this is also important you know you how do you how do you where do you draw the line it's it's very different because what i consider pure kathak for maybe a person who is from another uh, generation might not consider that pure at all she might have drawn her line much before mine and her guru even before hers so it's it's that's uh, something debatable uh, and and that's fine i think dance is kathak has always uh played with its boundaries. It, it had traveled from temples to the courts. It has traveled from courts to, to, the, to the gypsy caravan. It has, it has reinvented, rediscovered itself. It has integrated different languages. And the Kathak is one dance, who's at all Kathakas because of the nature of Kathak itself. Because of the nature of Kathak itself, all Kathakas should be trained to adapt, readapt, experiment, get criticized, get accepted, get rejected. Doesn't matter. Kathak, I think, always can reinvent itself and and seriously, in Spain, we are trying to do something. I mean, we are trying to do something which could be maybe criticized by many gurus because many people, they don't want this kind of changes. They don't want the dance to be uh, mixed up and new things added. It's, it's fine. I mean, they they're, thank God they exist because they kind of keep people like us who are experimenting a little under control as well. So that balance is very needed. Thank God we are Puritans for criticizing people like us. Uh, it's really important. So we are, for example, you know, we are trying to work, I'm trying to do a project with uh, the castanuelas. You know, they have this, uh, they use it for the, the flamencos, they dance with it, you know, it's like a little percussion instrument. In for, you use your fingers and the palm to work, to, to to make the percussion. So we are trying to use that and Kathak together, and, and Kathak movements together, which is something you've only seen in flamenco. So could that be criticized well hell it could be why not and, and why should should it not be criticized i'm so open to it i love it because that's sort of as i said it keeps me you know on the guard that don't overdo it stay calm so it's great that we have that kind of people are there to push us back or or or, or tell us not to do this and that it's fine it's lovely
0: uh, just a quick follow-up on the you said you're using some instruments for percussion. Is it like the kind of symbols they use in of Sats mm, company? That's exactly. It's, it's okay.
1: Similar to the symbols, exactly.
0: I see. I see. Okay. So are you kind of like singing and doing footwork and doing the percussion all, all by yourself, kind of? Is that? Mm,
1: see, singing and do and dancing was always a part of our culture. By the way, it's a mm-hmm. it's like What is abhinay? That's what it is. Our court right. songs to sing and dance and do the mm-hmm. abhinay. Right. So we're incorporating that definitely. But nothing new in that. Mm-hmm. But Castanuelas, okay. yes, Castanuelas and Katak rhythm and katak syllables, you know, they can they can go. You can actually play it to cry in Castanuelas, you know? Okay. So we're Got trying you. to work on that and see how it happens. So because see, we are in Spain. As I as I believe mm-hmm. the katak has traveled and wherever it has been, it has right. become that. So now mm-hmm. we're in Spain. Why shouldn't the katak in Spain have that kind of a...
0: Characteristic of the of the local uh, place where it belongs to it now, right? Yep, and I guess yeah. I mean that's a good point because like wherever Kathak has gone, and there it's not that just Kathak evolves in India. We have had parallel histories and timelines of sure. Kathak throughout different countries. And I guess speaking of different countries, can you talk about like the scene of Kathak in Europe, in you at large? What's it like now? Who are the major players? Who do you look up to? Mm-hmm. Who do you collaborate with?
1: Well, actually, uh, in Europe, if you say Europe, of course, the best of the best gurus are sitting in UK. (laughs) Even Maharaj spends so, so many months in UK sometimes during the year. Right. So the best of the uh, best teachers are are in UK and uh, that's where I think my kattak hub is. I mean, my own guru, uh, I currently I train with Guru Shudjata Banerjee. She's sitting in, in, she's in London and she's, um, she's obviously, She's created great dancers and she's a very dedicated teacher. I mean, see, not uh, you might find great gurus who are you're inspired, you're so inspired because they, they dance so beautifully. But are they keen to teach as much as they're keen to dance? I mean, it's you have to understand that, you know, not every person is so giving as a guru or they, they're not so much on top of the students everyone is different so Shijata didi is one guru who is absolutely she's very giving you know very generous with with, with teaching uh, so we are happy I have learned from her mostly through online classes and not just because of COVID even before COVID I was with her on Skype classes and she's and, and such a giving teacher and then obviously I look up a lot to Beautiful dancers like Fasio Rahmanji, uh, Nahit Sindhiki, they are in they are in UK, and uh, and obviously there are some other dancers from from other gharanas who are traveling to different parts of uh, of Europe. Uh, these days, traveling I mean, COVID times have stopped everything. But as you know, this is traveling is 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 not a is not a big deal, you know. So such um, some so so Europe has. Um, when it comes to uh, great gurus coming, traveling, doing their work, Rajendra Gangani ji has a great team in the north of Europe. He, his work is amazing. And uh, so many others, you know, they travel, they do the work. I think you can probably, when you talk about Europe, I would <laughs> completely keep it out of Europe because it's got a very different characteristic. You know, it's got, uh, most of the teacher's students are Indian students who are Indian dancers who are learning Kathak or Indian classical dance. Whereas in Spain, all of my, about 90%, I would say 80% of my dancers are Spanish dancers. That's a big difference. A Spanish learning a Kavit, Spanish learning to pronounce a uh, Parmelu. It's, it's crazy, you know, and, and they're doing it. So I think the same applies to even, even uh, Italy. Italy also has Italian dancers and France has French dancers. Some really good work is going on all around the world. And uh, the only thing I must I would say is that Kathak, uh, it's not my word. Is actually what uh, my guru uh, Sujata Didi always says that, you know, not Kathak doesn't necessarily belong to Indians. Just like curry doesn't belong to Indians. Curry more British homes cook curry than Indian homes do. So Kathak doesn't belong to just Indians. Kathak is, is a dance form which is universal, and and Europe is doing it a lot. And I would my only suggestion would be that uh, we must not only do the uh, traditional repertoire of Kathak if we want to make Kathak famous. I mean, if you want Kathak's diversity to be known to the world, then we should do work uh, in Rome, do as Romans do. Wherever you are, take their stories and do Kathak. And then when people start knowing about Kathak, then you can go back to your roots and show them a pure repertoire with your Vandanas, with your Shiv Bhajan, with your pure Tukras, you can do that. But initially, one has to work a lot more differently to make to to, to make Kathak accepted and, and and known in in this in these countries. And, and a new case not uh, in, in included in my list. Uh, and only when Kathak becomes famous, then we will have a market for it. And only when there's a market for it, Kathak dancers would get jobs. the companies would travel more and perform. And Kathak won't be something just something exotic because people have accepted it as a part of their dance. So I think that is where. Us European, Indian European dancers, that is where we need to work or focus upon.
0: Okay, so Dan, th- th- thanks for telling me about the energy and the you scene you're in in Europe and the people who are traveling. And I guess uh, follow up to this is so say if you do consider UK as a separate entity, and I understand why you do. So, can you tell us about Kathak academies like the whole the Kathak academies that have popped up in say Western Europe, Central Europe, the Scandinavian countries? what's the scene like outside of outside of Nupur, say
1: See outside of Spain uh, of course Spain um, um, so far I, I'm the only academy who is very uh, dedicated to this dance form but nice. outside of Spain uh, outside, and why it's not it's nice you're saying but I would really like, love other opportunities other dance academies to come up why don't they mm-hmm. come up because there's no market that is the problem so I think okay. the more the market the more the competition the more quality we have you know don't you agree mm-hmm. with that so this is like yes. becomes a monopoly and Initially, you enjoy, but then you realize that's, that's not good. Mm-hmm. When there is a market, there's a flow, there's an exchange of different teachers, different ideas, different students. That's when things happen. So I'm really looking right. forward to having other dancers coming up in Spain, creating the academies. I'd rather, I would even support them if I have to. It's it's great for Kathak because, you see, there's a time in life where a dancer thinks of herself, of her career as a dancer, performer, teacher. But then there's another phase also. You need to start thinking of the dance form, which is so much beyond you. What have you, Kathak, Kathak has given you so much. Kathak has given us so much. It has made me a dancer. It has made me a choreographer. It makes me out my bread and butter. Now what do I give for Kathak? What do I give back to Kathak? So to give back to Kathak, I need to see it beyond me, beyond my school, beyond my academy. Therefore, I think it's so nice to have a market, you know, bubbling with other competitors, other dancers, other schools. But that's going to be very challenging for Spain because it is Mm -hmm. a very, very uh, low market. And that applies Mm -hmm. to other European uh, countries as well. I do not know of, uh, see, I have about 83 students uh, in Kathak. I don't know many uh, European countries. As a matter of fact, I don't know any, apart from UK. I don't know any who have that many continuously learning students. They would have 10, 20, 15. It's the market isn't, isn't really, really uh, existing. Uh, Anuj uh, Ji from India, he has a group in, in, in Italy. I know they have a small group learning. Rajendra Gangani's group is interesting in Germany, in, in other, probably even in Holland. Durga Ji has gone back to work and she is doing a lot of work. She has some good students, but again, the numbers are, 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 are you can count them in your fingers. It's 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 and, and all are most of them are mm-hmm. Indian students. You see, as opposed to Spain right. and Italy, Spain is all foreigners, mm-hmm. and, and and Italy too, and France too. Right. So, uh, main thing is that we need to we have to build the market. Until uh, that happens, mm-hmm. the kathak story is is the sustainability could be sustain could be questioned could be questioned.
0: Right. Um, I guess lots of things to discuss there. Um, since uh, you talked about wanting more academies in Spain and. You, you, even though you have a monopoly you want more people there so. yes. and that's interesting because when i talk to different kathakers, they have different opinions on it some people like being the only person some people don't mm. like so on that note follow-up question on this so since you are the biggest kathaker in spain that kind of puts a lot of i guess i i assume that puts a lot of pressure on you to be the torchbearer of Kathak for an entire country sure so how does that, does that feel heavy on you? How do you deal with that? How do you deal? Well, yeah,
1: I deal with that in a very simple way. I have a guru on top of me. I, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I am nice. so lucky. Uh, I, I mean, uh, as long as you have a guru, every Kathak da, trainer, even Maharaj when he was in Spain, when he had come to visit mm-hmm. us for Hemantika festival, he mentioned that, you know, I he wants to go back to his class and, and dance in front of his gurus because there's nothing okay. more pleasant pleasing to to a dancer when you have a guru you know like he's Mm -hmm. he or she is watching you saying things to you giving you some small advice here and there based on your project that's sort of like you just know you're on the right track and it doesn't matter if, you, if you're if you first in the line or second in the line. It doesn't matter. You're not in that rat race. I am not in that rat race. Right now, I'm in a race where I really want to do something for Kathak in Spain. I want Kathak to grow. I want Kathak to be in the mainstream. For that, if there should be five more academies that, that, that open up, great, good for Kathak, you know. Hmm. I'm I'm right. in a very comfortable position I'm not insecure I don't I like it because permit mm-hmm. if there is no competition there is nothing there's no market we need market we need competition mm-hmm. so so and then you have it and you I have my guru to guide me I whenever I need her guidance I have I do ask her do you think this is something I should be doing is it right and she gives her mm-hmm. ideas and and that is very enriching you know they, all these gurus they have so much of experience they've lived their journey so beautifully with their their respective gurus you know full of knowledge and just use them be under them i mean all dancers teachers especially teachers they should never stop learning that's my one big advice to every teacher don't stop learning
0: okay um so i guess when you assistant talking about teaching would be a good time to talk about your teaching practice mm. can you tell us a little bit about what you teach and what your teaching school is like
1: yeah i definitely tell you it's, it's greatly my teaching um, school my teaching practice is greatly greatly influenced again by my guru Banerjee Didi, because we are all under uh, the uh, imperial society of teachers of dancers uh, um, council exam council so they have a very um, amazing uh, system of uh, teaching dance so i said teaching dance not kathak dance only so the the, the entire syllabus is is established with not just kathak uh, professionals behind to create the syllabus but also with sports scientists with yoga teachers with people who have a firm knowledge of your body your know, physiology and all that so that Apart from being a Kathak dancer, they prepare, you as a, prepare your body as a dancer. So there is a very interesting aspect of bodybuilding, body strengthening, uh, which, which we call in Kathak angshuddhi. The entire uh, syllabus has a big, D, big part of how you build your core strength, how you build your pectoral muscles, how you build yourself as a dancer, which is very, very similar to the European approach of, for example, of contemporary dance. They do a lot of bodybuilding, you know, to strengthen you up. Before we actually start to dancing, you know, that aspect is is very strong in my teaching, uh, based on the ISTD syllabus and the ISTD methodology of teaching. Apart from that, of course, the traditional Kathak teaching exists—the bol perna, the the the, the 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 typical repertoires you know, tinteal seko repertoire, amal seko, sab seko, whatever is there. But I have a bit of a challenge. I am with Spanish dancers who do not have that much of uh, phonetically spanish is not a very rich language grammatically indeed it is so they cannot understand a difference between dha and ta so imagine dha dindinda, dha da dha tin tin ta ta da they don't know the difference between dha and ta oh, just imagine how they can't understand the difference so what mm. level do i have to bring my sessions down to to make them really aware of to first develop their hearing abilities how are you going to listen and understand and then make your tongue work on it then i have to mm. work so at a, at a personal spanish level i have to work right. also at the positioning of their tongue to get a word la- out like how will i teach them how will I show them the positioning of their tongue where it is for Indian people it's a natural thing those sounds th r exist but for these people those sounds don't exist so how Mm. do I work on the mouth structure to explain to them especially now that we are doing online think about it
0: Oh okay that's
1: so it's uh, it's a new that's... ball game and, and it really is different but i'm so proud when my spanish dancers can come on stage and give a full kavith recital it's so amazing
0: okay cuz yeah cuz whenever you know you have interactions with someone who doesn't have that in their vocabulary you just Usually the inclination is, okay, fine. Don't worry about it. Just say what you can. Bilkul, but like, you, they,
1: see, they say it inside out and back and forth. They can I mean, say, but I mean, full you know, okay. It's no problem. Oh. But so, you have to work a lot more on them. A lot more. Oh. Naturally, it's, oh, right. for them, it's memory. Just sounds, no? They don't know the okay. language.
0: So, uh, Shirdi, I guess next question is, how did you learn to teach them this? Do you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: I, I there that part? I think it's something you just you, they taught me. The students' inability mm-hmm. <laughs> taught me to develop methodologies. <laughs> they are the teachers okay. here because hell, I, I which school in Kat- of katak will teach you how to teach Spanish students? You tell me.
0: I was hoping there was one, but <laughs> apparently not.
1: Well, you can come. The next teacher you have who has difficulties, they can come to me. I can help them. Right. But um, I have students, so, mind you, not only from Spain. I have students who, who speak Spanish from peru bolivia uh, mexico argentina so they're all online students but i've got a lot of spanish speak- speaking people but not necessarily from spain
0: oh so you have to deal with the latin american accents and like this the sorry, accents in spain as well not so really crazy. the same okay it's crazy
1: because in latin america the certain words you, you which are like taboos like same spanish word mm-hmm. means latin america is like a it's like a it's a it's an abusive word. So in my class right. I have to be very careful of what Spanish I'm speaking as well. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's quite a challenge and, and I'm 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 happy about it because you see, uh, fifteen years back when when Spain wasn't even existing in my head as a country, I would have never imagined coming to this country and not close to imagining speaking this language and really I would be very far from thinking I would ever teach Kathak in Spanish, for God's sake.
0: Okay, so looks like you've developed a very, very interesting
1: niche.
0: Shirdi, so kudos to you for that. Uh, Can you take us behind the scenes as to what happens in, and if there's a better word for it, correct me in a linguistics class when you teach Kathak? When you're teaching yeah, pronunciation, It's the
1: best thing on earth. So, like, for example, I, I'll give you a simple example. You, please do. Have please some do. fun. Uh, I had this, we had this thing. So we were talking about uh, some, you know, so the first time I gave my basic beginner. So some mm-hmm. is this, some is that. Some Some people were not probably paying attention. So after the class, I always have a Google drive where I put all the information and I obviously a WhatsApp group. So I said, please check. I've explained everything that, is, that you need to know about some. So one girl asked, is that a new guy in the class?
0: hmm okay
1: <laughs> she's reading it as sam s a m oh okay it's like who is sam is that is that a new guy in the house for all yeah. girls so I, yeah. I was like so we have this uh, tremendous uh, as, as i said the hearing ability is very low because phonetically spanish is very very not very rich so some and sam it is not different to the ears and i'm like look a corto a corto means short a it's not a it's a some not some Ah, it's true. So they have to enable they have to so we use you know uh if you i don't know you, if you've learned hindi because i i have learned hindi i went to cbs school when i was mm-hmm. brought, being brought up same
0: class yeah class 10 i got 88 and then <laughs> you know, then after that nothing else me
1: too me too class 10 i got somewhere around 80 plus also it's pretty good okay actually. so their <laughs> hindi teaching is very interesting because we learned the vowels like a a e e e e u a a you know we learned it like that no even i guess bengal probably is like that but we in hindi i remember my teachers to go a a e e ooh, ooh. so that 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 vowel mm-hmm. m- longer and short vowel concept doesn't exist in spanish at all right so we started my one of my teachings in the class behind the scene is sometimes starting like that the class when we do our mouth muscle exercise i call I, I have to do a lot of muscle mouth muscle exercise for them for them for their tongues to develop uh, agility you know uh, speed um is the beginning of the class what we do is we do this kind of exercise we do au and then we start using words like we just say ta 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 ga 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 ta 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 this kind of exercises which is so natural for indian people i make them sort of a tatkar of tongue you can say how would you call that a tankar
0: uh, you are the pioneer whatever you say is the law so,
1: Yellow, let's call it tongue you, car I've never thought of it yes but we, are, do we do a lot of tongue exercises how they can't
0: okay thanks for yeah thanks for taking us behind the scene that really helps and uh, I guess the, so now we understand like what level you start off with and when it comes to like your dance academy are there any like performances and showcases you'd like to discuss that You were really happy to be a part of.
1: Well, you See, recently we 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 had Ravi Shankarji's centenary all over the world being celebrated Mm -hmm. by the Indian Culture Ministry and by the Foreign Ministry, and I was invited uh, from my school by India by Casa India. House mm-hmm. of India in Barcelona, in in Spain and we went to Madrid the capital city we went to Madrid to do a, a, a wonderful show with my under my guru's guidance Shijata Banerjee was host was actually co- coordinating the entire show and uh, I'm very proud to say that I had I took two of my students and we had we did this entire rehearsal a, entire production rehearsal was done online because we were in, in COVID times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud to say that uh, the students could kind of cope up with that uh you know cope up with what with with rehearsals online not so much it's not a big deal to cope up with that what is to what's the big deal to cope up with this you're going to put in hours and hours of work and you don't know if you're going to be performing really or not because you know covid situations are like it's so uncertain right and it's okay. such a big big show because if it happens then you have the minister watching you the 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 the, the Important political people watching you if it happens, it's going to be a very good show So you put in hundred you better put in hundred percent, but then it's hard to put into that hundred percent because Because you just don't know if it's going to happen or not every day You're hearing that Madrid is in full lockdown. It's going to get into full lockdown So in spite of that we managed to do the show to be, be open to a houseful audience and obviously a standing ovation absolutely marvelous show curated by my Guruji and and uh, these were the moments I feel like where we come from uh, in Barcelona. And when I started this project about six years back, I didn't have a single Kathak dancer around me. And here we have Kathak dancers, my students, going to the best theater in Spain, compared to Albert Hall in London, performing before the ministers and 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 the ICCR and director generals, etc., etc. Uh, and they are, you know, they are professional Kathak dancers. So that was the moment where. Seriously, I gave a pat on my back and say, hey, that's good. I mean, good you left the corporate world because many other people can do what you're doing, but not many are doing what I'm doing right now. So, yeah.
0: So I guess that brings us to an interesting point. You said your students are professional dancers. So are you, is that something you're preparing them for?
1: Yeah. To, uh, are, to take it as a career? Yeah. There are three, four girls who are... Mm-hmm. I've been very practical here. I, I would, again, bring my, my corporate approach here. See, at the end of the day, we all need to make a good living. We want a comfortable life. We want our right. children to be comfortable going ahead, blah, blah, blah. Now, I have chosen a few girls who are very good dancers, but also the family background is very accommodating. In the sense, most of them, uh, their parents, uh, they own uh, restaurant chains in Barcelona. So they're, they're most likely, they will do their business management studies and get back to managing their restaurant chains of their parents. You know, that kind of a family background setup. So what happens is, these kind of children, uh, this kind of girls, uh, they are about, they are in their early twenties. They can actually take the risk of saying, "Chalo, I will do my studies, but I will take kattak as a profession," because they are more or less their future is set. If you know what I mean, their 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 future is more or less secure.
0: Right, right. Because okay. they will inherit
1: the parents' business. So hmm. then they, okay. they have the they can. They have the mind space to actually think I can risk it. Because I don't manage to do anything in Kathak field, in dance field. I already I have my business, my dad's business running up in action. I can always do it parallelly, you know. As opposed to somebody who has who really has to start earning a living by 25-26. There are families where kids do have those kind of responsibilities and expectations. and every family is different. So I have taken um, I, I'm pushing I'm pushing all of them but these are the few girls i have always pushed them saying that hey you are lucky to be to to have that part sorted so so don't be so you're, you can be fearless but others do have fear although I try to tell them it doesn't matter it's like any other career but as I say the market isn't that 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 great for not saying non-existent <laughs> I can't push them so much either you know how many I mean it so it's it's not so easy, but yes, there are these few girls I'm pushing who I know that they they have their mind space because they have their future more or less secure, uh, financially speaking. So they can take the risk and and, and practice and do rias without that fear of uncertainty and insecurities coming and, and and gripping them, you know.
0: Right, and I guess that brings me to my next question. Uh, now, like we have an idea of how you who you feel would be a good professional dancer based on some realistic circumstances how do you prep these students for success what is your teaching style
1: well um it's it's not just you know one particular day or one particular course you know Prepar- pre- preparation mm-hmm. for success is, is a very uh, very um, easily used uh, Term and very very difficult. Actually, it's very broad. You know, in a way, what is success? Define success. How would you call success? I perceive somebody. Somebody would define success as being happy. Somebody would define success as as being having a lot of money. Somebody would define success. So my measuring success would be how much work by the end of your dance life cycle. How much work have you done for Kathak? Not for yourself. And that's how I prepare my girls. I said, you might be a Kathak dancer, famous, not famous, great, I don't know. But your success is how much work you have been able to do for Kathak. How much have you pushed Kathak in Europe? How much have you taken it ahead? So for me, success for my professional dancers are dancers who have obviously become dancers, Kathak dancers, good Kathak dancers. But they have done things beyond themselves in the area of Kathak. So I take example of my guru. I always do. Her, Didi. She has she has taken kathak beyond herself. I mean, she is she has established so many students. She has done so much of projects. She's, she's she was given the MB award based on based on her lifetime achievement work in kathak. So that is where success lies. You know, it's not just about her as a choreographer, as a dancer, but it's her contribution to this ocean of kathak. So. I really tell my students, there's so much work we have to do. Oh my gosh, we're in Spain. No one even knows about this country, except that it's really COVID affected. Apart from that, where the Spanish story, no Spanish story. So we have a lot to do. Success for us is where Kattak will be known in Spain and through Spain.
0: When you say through Spain, tell me a little bit more about that. That sounds interesting. Yes.
1: So, Kattak known in Spain, fine. I'm already doing that work. Now, my next generation, they have to do something even more. Take it a step ahead. It should be known through Spain, as in all the work that mm. we're doing in creative work, in in creating cascanuelas and and kathak, in creating uh, for some oh. kind of uh, we're using Allegria music and trying to mix it with uh, uh, with kathak singing and seeing how it kathak uh, bag, uh, this thing. Uh, we're using Allegria uh, music and using varav rag and see how it's mixing and matching and, and trying to experiment all this work. These kind of things is where I mean when we're doing this kind of work and it's contributing to kathak. That is what I say, if, if it if it, get, if it gets into good sub, good work, then, then kattak will be also known through Spain, not just through India and through Pakistan. Na. I mean, that's a very far-fetched and very uh, proud mm-hmm. statement. But kattak is being known through British dancers. British dancers almost have their own gharana. You know, they're doing so well, some of the British dancers. So, in the same mm-hmm. way, why can't kattak be known through Spain also? So, kathak it so, that kattak can see kathak kattak is here, which was not done before. Okay
0: interesting because like as a result of these conversations I found out about the Lahore Gharana <laughs> uh, then there's the California Gharana that Chitreza's yes, company yes. advocates for I today I found out about the UK Gharana <laughs> and now now there'll be a Spanish Gharana so okay. that's
1: or what the word no i just... i know it's a great thing what you're saying but the word gharana, i don't really yeah. care but seriously okay. hai, ka, every gharana has done that that little that drop you know mm-hmm. that aesthetic work they've, what is garana diff- really they're just aesthetics that they've done they have not created different tal or something the aesthetics are right different. so why not spain is sitting in a land of dance like Sp- flamenco we've got right. to we have got to create recreate it in in, in 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 the spanish way and that's and as i say that is our that should be our contribution to Kathak as well. And not just to us as performers and choreographers and, and blah blah blah, you
0: know. Right. And I guess when you're talking about performers, choreographers and your contribution to Kathak, I do want to touch upon like your dance company at large. Oh. Can you tell us a little bit about what the scope of your dance company is Yes, yeah, so and what you do? My
1: dance company obviously is pretty much a product of, of all of our conversation today, for example, in in short, you know, in a nutshell. It's, it's, how, it's what I think about dance is what I think about Kathak. Uh, I think about uh, creating projects which are talking about the stories of today. But using Katak language, like I don't, I'm not very keen of producing work with mythological stories and all at the moment. That doesn't mean I will never do it. It's just that it's on my one of my target, my my in the top list of my list. So the last work I created was called The Pulse, and it was about a girl who was having who had an affair with a flamenco dancer, a Bharatnatyam dancer and a contemporary dancer and at the end she decides to be alone by herself and it's about it was it on one hand on the social context it speaks about a woman who enjoys her liberty to have relationships who enjoys not to be called a goddess who enjoys not to be put up in the pedestal as a goddess and, and 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 be defined as that pure you know pure woman and you know that one love one affair woman? She is what she is. She's wild. She loves to have her affairs. And at the end of the day, she she just sips a glass of wine and say to hell with relations. I'm fine the way I am. So that's the social aspect of it. And yet you should be accepting her, and she's fine where she is. And the artistic aspect was the fact that we wanted to show the different dance dialogues between kattak and flamenco kattak and Bharatanatyam, and kattak and contemporary so that was the artistic aspect of it so this is a, this is the line of work i always do um, and uh they could be woman-centric they could be me- me- gender-centric maybe maybe not whatever is is the top is it's happening today but uh, it's always related to the dance i defend which is kathak and obviously contemporary is also part of my my life but not as much as kathak is so this company has uh, for it is project based it is not it, does, it has only three fixed people three fixed as in salaried people the rest are uh, project oriented people so in uh, the last project we had seven members uh, the next project we will if we if, when once the vaccine is out <laughs> we will start working on it we will probably have seven women it's going to be very women-centric work, uh, and uh, and uh, and and I always like to take topics which is uh, uh, matching with the agenda of uh, an institution. For example, that we want to work on the UNESCO's mission of uh, of uh, certain agendas they have for women. For example, women's right to education in India. They have women's right to water. You know, the entire aspect of women going to the well, to miles and miles to get water in certain villages in India because they still don't have water. So that's a very big issue i don't I, I it's so interesting you know in many villages in india you will see that they are uh, you know a man has, has married twice or three times and not and it's funny because in hindu religion it's not something we do you know polygamy isn't really an aspect of our culture but why so then because it's it's as simple as that one woman they, he marries one she has to go fetch water her entire day goes in going and getting water four hours traveling down to get Three, four, you know, jars of water, and the other woman cooks at home, or maybe when one woman gets pregnant, then she can't go get fetch water. Somebody else has to do that work. So it's it's a very social aspect of life, you know. So it's how can water affect society to that extent that people have to end up. <laughs> Becoming polygamous, you know, it's crazy. So UNESCO has this very, very different agendas in their thing, you know, uh, obviously domestic violence. So different countries have different issues related to women. And so we want to do a project, a dance project based on that. So it will have obviously diverse forms of dance, diverse forms of uh, dialogue, dance dialogues, and always, you know, linking to something which is beyond just us, you know, a, a topic which is existing, a problem which is to be questioned. So that's basically
0: the kind of work my company does and will be doing. Awesome. So Sreadi, usually, uh, and this has been a great conversation to come to, 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 to now that's where really round wind down. Right. At this point, usually I ask my guest, uh, what uh, I usually ask them, what is the impact they want to leave on Kathak, which you've answered. <laughs> I ask them, what is their future project, which you've answered, <laughs> and, and, and what do you have in the pipeline? So I, I'm going to throw this back to you, Sreadi. How would you like to end this? What are what are your final words to our listeners?
1: Well, my final word uh, would be a bit of uh, repeating what is uh, what is so important, I think, to me, uh, is that um, as Kathak dancers, we've got to think of giving something to Kathak and not just thinking of our schools, our colleges, our students and our choreography and our future plans and our company and our this and our that. So every to every other dancer who is sitting in different parts of the world right now, whoever ends up listening to this, uh, someone in France, someone in Italy, someone in Germany. What are we doing? What are we all doing? What can we do to, uh, to make Kattak sustainable in Europe? That is something that worries me. Uh, I said I have 83 students, but 83 is a shameful number. <laughs> in a way, I brag about it because others don't even have 20, but it's a shameful number. That is not sustainable. That can disappear tomorrow. So therefore, let's not have sleepless nights. But let's not sleep so well after every show either. It's like, what are we doing for Kathak to sustain out of India? Is where I would want to leave my conversation with. It's it's that question where I would like to raise and leave the answer. Leave us all. Leave us all to figure it out in the in in the next few years. During the next few years, years or start thinking about it today and bringing out actions to make Kathak sustainable, really sustainable, not just among the Indian community but among the European people. Really sustainable in Europe. What what can we do is is where we need to think upon very firmly.
0: Awesome, Shadi, and that was a great conversation. Thank you for doing this. Learned a lot today.
1: Thank you so much. You made uh, you make us learn a lot about, by by you know narrating the story Sometimes where we it makes us believe more in what we're doing and makes us doubt things in a positive way. Doubting is very important. So this entire project that you're doing. I think it's very, very, very interesting for all of us because it's uh, you make us think and answer, and then obviously that that is very important because sometimes we don't stop to think to talk things out. So you bring it out, and and I think uh, this this conversation with you, I have um, reestablished my again. My worries again. I was only thinking about Diwali festival and this and that and this rehearsal and again I'm thinking, oh my God, what, we got to keep taking up those projects that are lying in the cupboard to make sure that Kathak is more sustainable and, and everything that I spoke of. So big thanks to you for keeping this, For it's a very new initiative and I, and it's, I think it's very unique and uh, congratulations for the idea and really thank you very much.